a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. In our cancel culture kind of world, the question becomes, can people change? And have we eliminated the space that actually allows people to change and evolve? I had an interesting conversation earlier today on Dave and Janovic, uh, Dave Noriega, asked this question about Governor Newsom from California and would he be contrite? Would he be a little more humble? Would he say, yeah, we made some mistakes along the way? And that, that was a great question from Dave and a really important conversation to be had. And I, I had to kind of shake my head and say, you know, sadly, sadly, I don't know if there's any space for any leader, whether that's politics, government, business, community, there's so little space to ever say, I was wrong. Uh, I applauded yesterday in the Senate Foreign Relations Committee as Utah Senator Mitt Romney questioned Secretary of State Blinken about the withdrawal from Afghanistan and about Afghanistan in general, how those decisions were made. And there was one very passing comment from Senator Romney where he said, you know, at one point years ago, I thought this. And then I changed as I learned this and this and this. And I thought, wow, what a real moment to actually have an elected official say, my perception changed. I could, might even have been wrong. And I learned and I grew and I adapted and adjusted. But sadly, there's so little space in our canceled culture kind of world where the extremes of both Democrats and Republicans seem to be deep in control of their parties because they are obsessed on the idea of power, not on the power of ideas. And so what happens is we end up having elected officials and business leaders and others who just continue to double down on what they have always thought. You know, I spent years going into organizations, working with CEOs and vice presidents, top executives, helping them to understand that the greatest day in your company, the most important day in the life of your company is the day you as an executive realize you were wrong. And then sharing that with customers and clients when you make a mistake, sharing that with employees when you need to course correct or chart a new course. But anymore, that's seen as such a sign of weakness or there is such a fear of if I change, I will be called a flip-flopper or I will be run out of my political camp, uh, my campaign will be derailed. I will be challenged in the next election by my own political party. Because I've evolved and changed. But the change is what matters. 
And I think we would want every elected official, I think we would want every elected leader to have the flexibility and have the confidence to learn, to be curious. Even if it's something they've had as a long-held belief, to even consider additional input? Or are we just going to lock everything into our current thinking and never change? Uh, That's a recipe for disaster. So I think that the most important thing for us to think about is, you know, so often the purpose of our politics, uh, we've got to change it. It it can't be, it it must not be based solely on this zero-sum idea of power. Uh, Our politics, our policy, even just our public discourse should be based on the power of ideas that are much greater, far greater than the idea of power. But sadly, we often get caught in this uh, idea of power, particularly power over other people. It's often been the piston, the firing engine of a a thousand sorry tales of egocentric ambition, uh, which often end in in acrimony, abuse of office, or, or awful atrocities of all kinds. The pursuit of such power regularly, regularly ruins families and corrupts communities and and even devastates entire nations. Unchecked, the idea of power sows the seeds of anger, brings bitter contempt, and drives those deadly wedges of division uh, that we so often see and talk about. And so we have to look at the flip side of that as well. Conversely, throughout history, simple ideas have demonstrated immense power to lift millions out of poverty, spark technological innovation, unite former enemies, and strengthen society. Uh, I think all of those things matter. But there has to be space for that. There has to be space for that. Uh, I can't tell you how many people I experienced back in Washington who were so certain, were so certain that they were right and the other side was wrong. Right up to the point when they were proved wrong. And then the moment they were proved wrong, the next thing out of their mouth was equally as certain as what they'd been saying before. Because there's no space. There's no space to have a conversation about what we learned. Don't you want your leaders to be curious? Don't you want your leaders to really listen? Even to the opposite point of view? I think that's especially who we want them to listen to. But sadly, we continue to double and triple down on this idea of power. And so we can't relent. We can't course correct. We can't change. Change is not the enemy in our leaders. Uh, change is everything. I don't know of a, an authentic leader who hasn't at some point had to face the reality that they were wrong about something, that they needed a course correction. And then how you do that, you don't do that by attacking someone else. You don't do that by pointing fingers and placing blame. You say, we've learned something new, and now we're going to act on what we now know. Isn't that what you want? That's what I want out of a leader. Tell me what you learned. Tell me how you learned it. Uh, I'm more interested in evaluating a candidate. I want to know how they process information, how do they take it in? And then what do they do with it? And what do they do when they are given a piece of information that contradicts their position? 
Do they shut it down? Do they dismiss it? Do they ignore it? Do they distract from it? Do they create shiny objects hoping people will focus on something else? None of that's helpful. We have to expect and demand out of our leaders and we have to create space for them to be able to change. You've heard me say this before. In the midst of a novel coronavirus, the key word is novel, meaning we don't know. And so leaders who have doubled and tripled down on things from a year ago or a year and a half ago, despite new input, that's not leadership. That's politics. That's the idea of power, not the power of ideas. And until we're willing to create space for our leaders and for each other, uh, that's a we the people issue. If we just immediately attack someone for changing, evolving, updating a policy, changing a requirement, uh, if we aren't applauding that, if we're condemning that, we will have no curious people. We will have no ability to elevate the conversation. We will have no ability to change for the better. So let's get past the idea of power and let's get back to the power of ideas. I'm Boyd Matheson. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources today here on KSL News Radio. And as always, as you go out into the world, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that'll make a difference. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.